Well, good morning. My name is Jeremy Kennedy. I'm a high school pastor here at Wayzata Free, and welcome to worship this morning. Uh, if you have ever been on a mission trip anywhere, whether you've been to maybe Peru or to Poland, if you've been uh, to Mexico or Mongolia or all the other places we've gone, or if you've ever spent time away from home, time to really just spend some time serving people in the name of Jesus, then you know when you come home, you're full of excitement. You're full of all the things that God did in you and around you and inside of you. And all of a sudden, the question that becomes the most haunting is the simplest one. How to go? How to go? Because you can't possibly try to explain all that happened, all that God did in just a few words. Now, I have the honor this morning of telling you about our Chicago trip we took a couple weeks ago. And to tell you all about it, all the amazing things that God did, but the, the thing is I have 20 minutes. And there's just no way I can do justice to this whole thing. So, instead of just telling you all about it, we prepared a video for you this morning to show you some of the things that happened there. There's also some testimony from some of the people that went with us uh, to share kind of their thoughts about the trip as well. So, um, let's take a look. I love the Harvest Festival because the White Zeta youth are here. Well, I crawled under the stage so I could lay wood, so I got kind of dirty. Make some really good food. 25 years ago, the seeds were planted. People went down, and it didn't look like any difference could be made. But people went, and there was a, a desire between the two communities, between Rock Church and Wise, and the women from Wyseta, to go down and do whatever they could to make a difference. The first day we got there, it was really hot, and like we were all super tired. And like first day there, I wasn't sure if we were gonna like make it through the week. Setting up the tent and just doing all that stuff for them. The night of the tent meetings where all these people come off the streets and they listen to the gospel and stuff, it's like, oh, like, there really was a purpose to what we were doing. The first time I went down, I had heard stories about how rough the neighborhood was and how you can hear gunfire, which was true. You could hear that at night. Now, coming back every year, there is more and more beauty there is a sense of community spirit, of hopefulness. I think we did a really good job of like showing the people their love. Going with the people a lot and really getting connected with them. And I know some of the Wyzetta ladies had talked about how that's something that was different about like any of the other trips, is that like the connection that we made with their youth group. You see these, these youngsters that were in our youth, in their youth group, who were probably not even born when this started, and now they're reaping the benefits and the barriers to getting along with the youth group from Wyseta, Minnesota. And they are having a blast together. Now that I'm back, it's like I'm really realizing like where God is in all, like my everyday life. Something that God did for me was uh, boost up my confidence because I am not the strongest person. And it was a lot of like, oh, I actually can do a lot of this work. And it's like, it doesn't matter how strong or how weak you are physically. God can always use you. This last time seeing our two youth groups work together was the first time that they had done that. That was the, just so wonderful to see. That's the harvest. It was definitely an amazing trip. I won't forget it. 
Now you have a taste of what Chicago is like for us. Um, what video can't show you is how hot it really was. And to think about a couple of weeks ago how hot it was here and humid and, you know, uh, in the 90s. And now we're under a big vinyl tent doing all of this work. And air doesn't really go out of vinyl tent if you've ever been under one. So it was, it was hard work and it was, uh, it was definitely worthwhile. Um, this morning, before I get started, I just need to thank some people in regards to this trip. I need, first, to, first of all, to thank you guys. Uh, because you guys support um, this ministry. You guys supported us and our pancake breakfast and going down there. So I want to thank you guys for that. I also want to thank you for praying for us while we're down there. We set up a blog through our website on wisettafree.org and we'd updated you throughout the week. And I know some of you were praying for us specifically as we updated that. Um, so I want to thank you for that. And I also want to give a shameless plug, number one, okay, um, is that there's a team uh, from our congregation in Poland right now. They also have a blog that they're keeping updated, so you can go on that blog and pray in for those people and their ministry, even as it happens, as it happens there in Poland. Um, second group of people I need to thank, uh, Lindsay Dahlin and Gio Luna are a couple of my youth leaders, and they came along on this trip and um, just do amazing, uh, an amazing job with the students, serving alongside of them and also helping them process through all that they're learning, all that they're experiencing um, in Chicago. Shameless plug number two. If you love teenagers, if you love God, we'd ask that you consider possibly being, a, being involved in student ministries. So that's, that's the last shameless plug there. Um, but come talk to me about that. I also want to brag about our students that we took down there. Um, a couple college students, Bo Willer and Darian Van Dillen, were amazing, um, amazing examples to our students in terms of serving and engaging with the people there. I mean, all of our high school students that went on this trip, just working so hard, not complaining about the weather, not complaining about the work, just let's, let's do this because we know um, good things are going to come from it. And lastly, I need to thank this group of women called the Wyzetta Ladies. All right, if you're a Wyzetta lady, can you raise your hand? You know who you are. All right, so they, um, a lot of what the Chicago trip is, I'll explain this trip in a minute, is that they, they go down and they cook so much food for so many people in the community through different uh, banquets and events that happened through this Harvest Festival. But they also fed us, and I need to thank them for that. Let me tell you a little bit about this trip. A few months ago, I was like many of you, I had no idea what Chicago was. And for a lot of you, you've been here for a while, you've heard about it, but maybe you don't know the whole story of it. And I know some of you have been down, and you've sent your kids down, and so I also want to give you um, some updates in terms of some things that are happening there. But we'll start at the beginning. In the early 70s, there's a neighborhood called the Austin neighborhood on the west end of Chicago. And like a lot of urban neighborhoods, it experienced a lot of decay. Jobs were moving out, places were closing down, buildings were being vacated, and drugs and crime were coming in and taking its place. So it's a neighborhood in decay, and typically people that live in that neighborhood that are afraid of that will move to the suburbs. That's what they do. There are a group of people in Austin, a group of Christian people that said, we want to offer something better to this neighborhood than the stuff that's coming in. And so they set up a youth center, and they call it Circle. And before long, Circle Urban Ministries was born. It has become this very holistic outreach to that neighborhood. Not just youth programs, after-school programs, but job education, legal counsel, a medical center, a counseling service, all sorts of things to help people in that neighborhood get through uh, the hard life that's there. In the early 80s, and as a long desire of the people at Circle Urban Ministries, is that they got connected with a church plant called the Rock of Our Salvation Evangelical Free Church. All right, it's a mouthful, so we call it Rock Church. And I was planted there in the early 80s. 
Um, so together, they reach out to community physically, emotionally, and spiritually for the needs in that neighborhood. It's a really cool, holistic outreach to that neighborhood. Now, the connection with us is that the pastor of Rock Church, Raleigh, Washington, came and spoke on the stage in the early 80s. And through that, made some connections here, made some relationships with some people that ultimately turned into some ladies from this church going down to Chicago during the summertime and cooking for some events they started to have. Over time, this has become this thing we call the Harvest Festival. Now, this year, they, um, in years past, they've sent up a large tent, and they'll have tent meetings at night. They'll have banquets for, uh, for men and for women in the community. Uh, they have free meals, and they'll, and they'll have a, a program that shares uh, a message of the love of Jesus with them. On Saturdays, we set up this carnival that you saw in the video, and uh, they will have a church service after that. And then is the largest barbecue in the Austin neighborhood happens that night. So you saw some of that being cooked. I can tell you the ribs are as good as they look on TV. They are excellent. And the mac and cheese is the fan favorite of everyone's. So that's kind of the story of how that happened, how we got connected there. Over the years, women from, uh, from Wise that have gone down to cook and um, provide for these various parts of the harvest ministry. This year was the 25th year that some ladies had gone down there. Now, um, in high school, we came along... Uh, kind of halfway through, and we've been providing uh, just kind of the legwork for all that. We'll be setting up tables and chairs for these banquets. We'll uh, serve the food, run the carnival games, things like that. So it's been awesome to come alongside of that to be a part of this whole ministry in Chicago. So in terms of updates for you guys that have been down, you know that, um, that they've moved into this building that's on, the whole, on this whole corner. It's an old Catholic rectory in school, and um, there's three phases of it. Phase one has been this uh, church and office building for a long time. The second phase of the school has been completed. There's a charter school in that, um, in that space right now. And because it's a public school, there's, um, there was some questions at first about how is this going to work out. But a lot of the teachers are Christians, and there's a great reputation of what Circle and Rock do in that neighborhood. So the relationship is going really well. And then there's this third phase, which if you've been down there, you know, is always just kind of a dump of a place. But that is coming along. They have, uh, they've got some funding now for construction for that project and they're moving forward with that when we were there there are a lot of construction workers there a blitz build team from Willow Creek was there putting stuff together they're going to get some classrooms ready for for this fall for expanding that school and then if you've ever been down there this this is what I was told was an amazing kind of thing was that there are now windows on the outside of this third phase where there have been boards there forever and ever and people that have been down there for a long time will say windows it's amazing. So it's my first time and I didn't quite, I don't quite feel that, um, the joy of that. But I'll tell you this, is that, is that it looks incredible. And for that neighborhood and the way that things have gone, to have this building that's being new, being built new and clean, and it just looks like a beacon of hope for this neighborhood. And it's, it's an amazing thing. So I want to tell you also about what happened this year. Um, this year was my first year. Uh, it's my first year here on staff, uh, here with the high school group at Wyzetta Free. It was also the first year for the Rocks Youth Pastor. He uh, started in May. So to have a giant outreach like Harvest, the first month that you're on staff or something, is a pretty big, it's a pretty tall order. But Pastor Rob was great uh, and come alongside of that. What we got to do was go off the notes of the people that had been before. So Mike Brinkman, uh, Pastor Ed that was down there, we pretty much did what, what they'd done in the past and obviously whatever the ladies tell us to do. You know, if they feed you, you do what they tell you to do. 
So this was a year at first, but the other part of this year that was significant, as you heard in the video, it was the first year that the youth from Rock Church really joined in the service and serving in that Harvest Festival. In years past, we'd come down and there were 30 and 40 of us and there was just kind of, we're there and we're here to work and even we were standing around. But this year they joined us and um, Pastor Rob really looked at this thing as a partnership. And he said, you know, we are part of this together. We're part of this with you guys. So wherever you're going to be, we're going to be there. If you're going to set up tables and chairs, we're going to be there. If you're going to watch kids, if you're going to serve food, we're going to be there. And it led to some really amazing things that happened uh, in our group. What started to happen as we served side by side is it really united these, uh, these kids together. It was an amazing thing. There are things in life that unite us. Would you agree? Even in small, simple ways. Uh, the first that I think of being baseball season is sports. You know, there's something about watching your favorite baseball team, even in a crowd of strangers, 40,000 strangers, putting your hands up, doing the wave. You don't do that with people you don't know normally, but you're at a baseball game, something about that pulls you together. Even when you paint your face and put on, you know, yellow braids and a Viking hat, there's something about that guy you're like, man, I want to be a part of that. Uh, there's also unity, I think, in, uh, in the area of music. There's something, if you are someone that plays music and you play together with people, it bonds you. Uh, or if you're just at the same concert, the same event, uh, I think it's a Bon Jovi concert we have up there. You know, there's something about being in the same space, experiencing the same thing through music that bonds you. Uh, even you think about the song Happy Birthday. You ever been to a restaurant and it's somebody else's birthday? But they're singing Happy Birthday and you just, you gotta sing, right? It's their birthday, and it's the birthday song. You've got to sing. Something about music unites us. I also think there's something about service that unites us. Something about working side by side with other people for something that's bigger than yourself. Uh, you see some of these pictures here. The ladies, the Wyzetta ladies have been, uh, there's such a deep bond between these ladies for going down year after year and doing this work. And, um, and it's, a, it's a really cool thing to see. And it started to happen as well with our students uh, this, this year. What's been cool about the thing that happened with these students is that if you look at the, the, the relationship between the Wyzetta ladies, and they've gone down now for 25 years, and it's really bonded them together, it's really bonded them with people at Rock Church. But there's something cool about the youth coming together. Because you, I just have to explain this, there's no way this happens this deeply, this quickly, unless God is behind it. There's no way this gets together. And it's not just because we're churches getting together. If God isn't working in our lives, then the barriers between the races that keep us apart, I can't explain to you how much I don't think this happens normally. That, you know, we have this kind of culture that we're in the suburbs and we like to stay safe. And typically when we talk about the inner city, it's the place you don't go after dark. You lock your doors when you drive through. You definitely don't go and try and meet people there. But that a group from Wyzetta is going to go down to inner city Chicago and love on people and get to know them is an amazing thing. And also just think about it historically. The history between African Americans and Caucasians in our country does not tend towards unity. It tends toward hate and anger and violence. And while as Christians we don't practice those things, we're still pretty separated along racial lines. Dr. Martin Luther King used to say that the most segregated hour in the American culture was Sunday morning because of the way we've been split even in our churches, which made this thing that happened with our students so much more significant. 
that they come together so quickly. They came together to, to love and serve the Austin neighborhood, to see God do something amazing through them. But like it happens so often, that it's something that happened in them, among them, as they came together. I, as a youth pastor there, I get the chance to talk to a lot of adults as these things are going on. I get to talk to different youth pastors with the groups that come and, uh, and volunteer there. I get to talk with the InterVarsity and the Campus Crusade staffs that are there for the summer. And they all said the same things. They said, Jeremy, those kids are amazing. They, just, they love on each other. They're just together all the time. Uh, so there's this cute thing. They started to call themselves Rock Zeta as a way to blend Rock Church and Y Zeta Free together. Um, they're like, well, how do, we, how do we make this? Well, let's call it Rock Zeta. Okay. So if you're on Facebook, like the kids are, there's a Rock Zeta group formed, and they're all getting together, and they're talking to each other over and over again. And so all these people that I kept meeting said, Jeremy, what, what's, what's the deal? What's the story? How long have they known each other? Expecting the answer to be, you know, they, you've been here for 25 years. Of course they know who you are. You know, the kids are 14 and 15, so maybe the math doesn't work out quite right. Um, but I have to say, it's like, well, these kids met, they met Tuesday. They met on Tuesday. Well, maybe, Jeremy, you kn- you've known these kids for a long time, huh? You know, maybe that's why they, they've come together so well. I said, I met them on Tuesday. On Tuesday. In just a few days, something that happened between these groups that was, that was unbelievable. And I've got to say, it's only something that God did um, through them. Uh, he builds this unity together. I believe unity... Uh, true unity is bigger than sitting at a concert together or sitting at a baseball game together or even in a church service together. It's what happens when we, uh, when we start to become one in heart and mind. Paul talks about this in Philippians chapter 2. He says, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, being one in spirit and in purpose. Jesus has this prayer in John 17 that I've been sitting on for a long time this year. Uh, he says this, My prayer is not for them alone, them being the, the disciples that were there with him. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as ah, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I and them, and you and me. And this is the one that gets me. May they be brought to complete unity, to let the world know that you sent me, and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Our unity shows that Jesus is real. Our unity shows that what Jesus said is true. Our unity as the church shows everyone what Jesus is all about. It shows them that there's a God who loves us, who forgives us, who brings hope to the hopeless places, uh, light to the darkness. And when we're united together, people start to see that. People saw it in our students in Chicago in a very short amount of time. And to see it in our students is this amazing thing, but it also brings up some questions. Because if they can do it, why can't we? If they can overcome some barrier as big as, as the segregation and the discrimination that has divided people for so long, what kind of barriers can we overcome empowered by the love of Christ to become one? I start to think, what are those things that keep us apart? And where is it? You know, students, maybe it's, it's between you and your parents or your teachers or your siblings. 
uh, kids with parents and parents with kids, maybe there's something not unified in, in your marriage right now or in your workplace, in your neighborhood. Maybe it's even here among us, with people in this room. The call of Jesus is simple. In Philippians 2, it's to be united, to be one. Jesus' prayer in John 17 is to be one, to forgive as he forgave us. Because our unity is a testimony of who Jesus really is. Now, there are some things in the way of that, I'm sure. There's some hard things to overcome. But as people touched by the grace of God, I think we, we can be the ones to move first. We can be the ones to forgive, to move towards reconciliation, uh, to be united. Um, because if they've seen it in our students, they can see it in us too. As a symbol of the unity that the, uh, the Rock youth and the Wayzata youth had, um, one night we decided to paint together. And we said to the kids, you can't do this wrong. There's nothing you can do wrong. Because if you haven't painted before, like myself, it's a scary thing. You know how beautiful painting can be, and yet I feel like I'm going to mess it up. But we made these paintings, and we gave them to each other as a symbol of our unity, as a symbol of the ministry that's happened between us now for 25 years. Uh, And they've asked that that I put them up to remind not just the youth group, but the whole church of the way that we have invested in a neighborhood where people are typically scared to go. But we've moved by the love of Christ to go and to do something. So this is just one of them, and you've seen others in the lobby. Um, made by a group of youth uh, for us. And they have ones that we've made for them. I like this one because it's a reminder that love wins, no matter what. No matter how deep the, the rift is between us, love wins. So today, as we move on, move by the love of Christ, may we have the strength and courage to be united. Because if our, if our students can do it, Adults, I think we can do it too. Uh, pray with me. Father, thank you so much, God, for, for the way you work, God, in ways that we don't expect, for the way you bring people together, that, God, that just makes us ask questions about what is really going on. I think that we can point to you, and I pray that in our, our own lives, we can, uh, we can have that same unity, God, to let people know who you are uh, through the way we are together.